I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Sal Capaccio. Filling up right behind the Bills bench right now with their flags and their hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Let's go Buffalo Chan on WGR Sports Radio 550. You know I'm going to say it. And you're right. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills Football Monday is brought to you by Northwest Bank. For what's next, get started at northwest.com. Sal Capaccio now on the West Her Hotline. Well, I think you uh, would pretty much say the same. We were a little too close yesterday to okay guys who do we want in the draft uh today sal but wins a win right yeah for sure um didn't really allow myself to go too far down that road yesterday Uh, i just kept thinking to myself to be honest with you there's no way this season can end right here like this right i mean that's what i was thinking throughout the third and fourth quarter like there's no way this season is ending here like this against this team in this situation uh so I didn't get as far as you did about maybe talking about the draft, uh, but it was pretty nerve wracking, obviously. And, you know, a win is a win and it doesn't matter how you do it. It's been countless times where teams that won playoff games, close playoff games, went out to do great things. Look at the um, somebody reminded me today. Look at the Patriots, you know, first Super Bowl or a couple first couple Super Bowl runs and the close calls they had leading up to, you know, those those first couple championships. And, and that's right. You know, so all you, you got to survive in advance. I gotta go back and look, but I, I'm pretty sure I saw Jeremy mention that the year the Chiefs won it, they had to come from behind oh, in yeah. playoff games, like it made double digits, maybe all three. It was Houston where the Bills had lost to Houston yep. was right. twenty four to nothing, and then Tennessee right. I think was seventeen to nothing, okay. and the Super Bowl they were down, they were down late, maybe ten. And the year that they lost to the Buccaneers was the year they had that really close call to the Browns, remember, when the Browns should have gone up, and there was a controversial helmet-to-helmet at the goal line, and that was a five-point win against the Browns at home in the divisional round. Here's the thing, right? Like, you you might disagree. It happens. It happens a lot. I mean, maybe most Super Bowl winners had a tough game in there or a close call. The Rams last year played only close games after the first round. But it's not good either, right? Like, the, the point with these Bills has been, well, you're playing an easy team. We'll hammer them, and they do. They have done a lot of that. So I can't think – all that matters is winning the game, and it doesn't mean a lot for me, Sal, to what happens this week. But, you know, they, they weren't their best. No, and they're going to have to clean some things up. There's no doubt. And I think they recognize that. They know that. Unfortunately, we've, been, we've said that too much this year. I think, that's, I think that's what people are coming back to. If this game happened kind of in a vacuum where they really haven't had games like this, you'd probably say, okay, well, they got their one out of the way. Like, they really haven't played like that that much this year. But they've had these things happen this year where they've just turned the ball over. They've looked disjointed on offense. But somehow they figure it out and they find a way. And it just that speaks to the talent on the team. It really does. It speaks to their um, – 
you know, how, uh, you know, resilient they are, the resiliency to be able to come back. Um, I think it um, is a situation here this week where you had a Miami Dolphins team, obviously, that was very depleted and the Bills were rolling and then you gave them a couple opportunities and then things just started to snowball against them. So you're right. I said it today, Mike. Every game is its own game. Every game is its own DNA. Next week against the Bengals, you're going to have a different game plan, different personnel. It's going to start off 0-0 and... You know, let's see what happens. So, yeah, we'll 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 get through this week and kind of analyze what's going on next week. But it will have zero carryover. Nothing matters that happened last week. There's no turnover to start the game or penalties to start the game or starting off, you know, with a 34-31 lead or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I think you can be, you know, critical of them digging the hole they dug. It wasn't a super deep hole, but I mean, they were. From where they were, seventeen nothing to down twenty four twenty, like that, you know, that could rock some teams, and 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 it might be a thing. Maybe a, a lesser team, a less experienced team, a less talented team might not be able to come back from. But you know, as critical as as I might want to be for the mistakes that led to that turnaround, they dug themselves out. Right? I mean, they made they made plays on both sides of the ball. Uh, to get themselves back in front to the point where they, again, had a 10-point lead in the second half. Yeah, they were still the much better team yesterday, I think, you know, wire to wire. But they had critical plays that resulted in points and resulted maybe down the road in points, but they hurt themselves a lot. They were the better team. Uh, There was a stat I tweeted out this morning. The Bills allowed 3.3 yards a play by the Dolphins. That is, like, incredibly, incredibly low. And, in fact... Over the last 16 years of playoff football in the NFL, it's only the seventh time a team had 3.3 yards or less uh, per play. They they gave them the ball in the first half. The average field position for the Dolphins was the Dolphins' 44-yard line. It's incredible. The Dolphins did a great job in the second quarter of capitalizing. Uh, they scored on four straight possessions. But every time you turned around, when there was something going wrong, it was the Bills doing it to themselves. And I think this year, that's kind of been the mantra, which is the only team stopping the Buffalo Bills is the Buffalo Bills. But we have seen them stop themselves too many times and do those things. And as the level in competition jumps, which it will against the Cincinnati Bengals, I think that's where the valid concern is. It's not that, well, they played like that against Miami, so that means they're going to play like that against Cincy. No, they could go out and play against Cincy like they did against New England in the playoffs last year. We don't know. But the valid concern is too many times we've had these situations where, hmm, they stopped themselves. They hurt themselves with a turnover. They hurt themselves with a couple of, you know, uh, un, uh, um, unusual kind of not paying attention to detail type of plays, a kickoff out of bounds, a couple of drop passes. That's just not kind of the offense and the team that we've come to know over the last couple of years. Sal, the thing for me that's a positive, and not everybody would agree with this, like they took these deep shots in the fourth quarter when protecting a lead on what the one to Shakir is third and one. I know that. Like in situations where they might not have been, you know, perfect for it, you do get the better, you know, at least in theory, the better coverage, you know, the better matchups if it's a short yardage play throwing the ball downfield. I, I like seeing that. You probably could expect me to say this, you know, I mean, this is kind of always I'm always around this point of view, which is just keep throwing it deep, keep putting pressure on Miami. Now you had the the first interception yesterday, Allen was sacked seven times in this game, uh, and he's been very good under pressure. But I don't want the Bills to get to get tight after yesterday. I mean, they did put up thirty four points. They had four hundred plus yards of their own. They did win. I'm hoping that they don't overreact to the things that went wrong. 
It's a tough one. It's interesting, Mike. Um, I don't, I don't mind that they stayed aggressive and did what they do best. And against this team, sometimes that's what you have to do. This was, we said it all week. I said it to you guys. It's a big play, Miami defense. They'll either make a big play or give up a big play. That's what. That's who they are. That's what they've been all year. And they were really bringing heat. They were trying to make big plays, and they did. And the Bills caught them on some big plays. And I think that's kind of the, what Miami does. So I don't mind like kind of sticking with that. But I think there is a time to go to a four-minute offense, if you will, a little bit time to dial it back and say, look, we got to run a little bit of clock here. we got to maintain possession. doesn't mean you have to get incredibly conservative, but I also don't think it means you have to throw the ball 40 yards downfield to Gabe Davis when he's tightrope in a sideline either two times in a row. I think that's dangerous, and it did. If it hits, you're like, oh, my God, well, here, there you go, and we can all kind of do the hindsight thing, no doubt about it. But I think in those moments, they, they, needed, they needed to move the football. They needed to get a first down. They needed to run a little bit of clock. Things were... Kind of, again, going back the other way against them. They regain the lead, 10 points, and Miami comes down, they score, and then you want to have them kind of control the game a little bit. And it felt like they were letting Miami kind of control it, even though they were up and they should have been controlling it. So, And, by the way, the Bills have been a very good run team over the second half of the year. They weren't running the ball very well yesterday, and that might have been a reason why they do that. So maybe find another way to move the stick. So that's a tough one for me. I don't I don't dismiss your point. I get it. And I like it. That's who they are. And let them be who they are. Let Josh Allen be who he is. But I think there's a time and place for them to say, we got to we got to con- start controlling this game a little bit here to close this out. Yeah, and McDermott even alluded to that in his post-game presser, Sal, right? He said like the, the that one series which I'm pretty sure is yep. the series that we're talking about with the two incomplete long passes to Davis that Dorse would want that one back or that series back. I'm curious, is it like a normal week? Will the coordinators talk? Because like, I'm curious to hear Dorsey, you know, asked about that. He um, he was asked about it. I was just listening to him okay. <laughs> about a half you. hour ago. Um, I have to go back and think because I just came on with you guys after listening to Leslie Frazier. Um, you know, he, he basically, I think if I can summarize what he said was basically there's always things you want to go and look at and what you're trying to do, you know, and he didn't say they necessarily shouldn't have done it. You know what I mean? Or that was the right call. And you have to remember, Josh has options too. And not, it's not just him telling him, go throw it to Gabe Davis, right? It's mm-hmm. Josh mm-hmm. looking at the coverage and seeing what they're showing as well. But I think if I remember right, what he basically said about that was, you know, in those situations, you, you know, you want to evaluate all your options and make sure you're doing the right thing. And that's something that they will take a look at this week and discuss. Sal, so, like, we're kind of, not apologetically, but we're talking, like, you know, we're still talking them up here. They were lucky. Like, the end of Miami's last possession, damn. Like, it's third and a long one, third and two, near midfield. Three minutes to go, down three points. They get half of that, and then, I don't know, like, they, they don't get the play in, and it's delay of game, just almost a comedy of errors there from the Dolphins, just in terms of running their offense and the bills, I wouldn't say deserve really any credit for that. Like they, the dolphins didn't have to score there, but man, they were close to ending all this. Give the bills crowd a little bit of credit. I think Um, Mike McDaniel talked after the game. He was asked about the situation that happened and he said they had a communication issue. They, he, he was under the impression it was a first down Mm -hmm. when the, when the previous play ended. By the time they realized it was fourth down, they had to kind of change personnel, and then it got too late, and they had a delay of game. He was asked then a follow-up as he was walking off the podium, actually. He was asked as a follow-up, hey, was the communication from the officials that it was a first down or from up top? And you could tell he did not want to actually reveal that 
But then he ultimately did and basically said it was on their own coaching staff. And I'm telling you, it was so loud in that stadium. I wouldn't be surprised if that was part of it. Like the coaches are relaying, they're relaying, they're, they're trying to get things in. It's loud. I think give Bill's crowd a little bit of credit. They kind of knew it was fourth down. But yeah, I think Mike McDaniel in that situation too, whoever was up in the box, they screwed up in some way as well. Um, you know, I, I got a couple of people calling me today and telling me last night how, you know, McDermott screwed up the timeouts because he called them and that would have benefited the Bills. And no doubt, like that, you watch the plays play out, the timeouts the Bills called in those really weird situations we saw would have actually benefited the Bills and he didn't need to. But I'm telling you, like, at the time, he's got to do what he's got to do. If he doesn't like the set and he thinks we could get burned on this play, he's going to call timeout. That's what coaches do. We can't go by, well, you would have stopped him. What if Tyreek Hill catches that long ball or what was it Waddle, you know, on one of those plays? Mm-hmm. Then the timeout would have been genius that they called it, right? So there was so much going on, and that's, right? that's playoff football. That's critical moments and, you know, trying to make sure that you have everything as buttoned up as possible at those times. I, I want to say about those defensive timeouts, and this is just, again, generalizing and not specific exactly to yesterday but on post game i liken them to how i basically use twitter anymore which is oh i've i've noticed this i should say this nah it's not worth it i've no way i've noticed this i could call this person Mm -hmm. out on this Nah, it's not worth it like mcdermott is so sharp he's always i'm sure seeing things he would like to have look different as a play is about to start or even when they're on offense he's running down the sideline because the play clocks allow are about to expire but i think sal would you agree with this coaches i think have not yet adjusted, including Sean McDermott, I would say, well enough to appreciating the real value of those timeouts. Miami kind of lost any chance of winning by, oh, it's th- timeout, it's it's third and eight, we don't want to go to third and 13, where your odds of conversion are pretty close to the same thing. So, yeah, like if he sees a busted coverage, which he kind of said yesterday, he thinks like there's going to be somebody just completely alone here. You don't know that the Dolphins quarterback will see him, but I just think in, overall in this league, and the Bills have shown this themselves in different games, those timeouts are worth more than they get credit for. Second half. They're they're very valuable. I think generally, what what's interesting to me is, I think generally McDermott is conservative with his usage of those timeouts until they matter at the end. He generally doesn't call them in those situations. He does do the snapshot thing. We've seen that, but that's usually later in a game or in in critical moments like fourth down near the end zone, things like that. The challenges, he doesn't challenge a lot. You know, he doesn't have a great record on challenges. We know that. But he doesn't challenge a lot. So I think he does value those timeouts as you go forward. But I would argue that that's what they are valuable for. They're valuable for Dude, this is third and one at midfield in a tight game, and I don't like what set we're in and what personnel we're going against. This is why I have a timeout to use it here. It doesn't have to be for a clock later. It could be because I'm trying to save the game here to make sure they don't score. Sal Capaccio on the Wester hotline. Injury-wise, Dane Jackson is one from yesterday. Sal, what's the news? Day-to-day. He is day-to-day with a knee injury. Um, He came off. He didn't go back in. But McDermott said after the game that he possibly could have, based on his conversation uh, with Nate, the head trainer, that maybe Dane could have gone back in the game if they needed him. He didn't. He's considered day-to-day 
today. Kyrie Elam came off the field. Everybody saw that after being down. Uh, he had cramps, so he was cleared right away basically to go back in. Uh, Ed Oliver bear crawled off the field at one point. Saw him after the game. There was no actual injury update. I think he went back in, so he's fine. Deion Dawkins missed one play, so he's fine. Reggie Gilliam was questionable to return with an elbow injury. It looked like he was getting set to go in if they needed him in maybe a situation. like he. I don't, I don't know for sure if he was cleared to play, but didn't look too um, concerning, I guess, I'd say. And then the ones that didn't play yesterday are the ones we're also looking at, and we'll already tell you that Sean McDermott has just said an hour ago, Micah Hyde will not play this week. He will not play. Jamison Crowder, he doesn't know yet. That's still on the table. Okay. Kind of, I don't want to say it's fortunate Jackson got hurt, and, and hopefully he's available, and it's encouraging that he could have gone back in, perhaps, if needed. But good timing for Elam, right? I mean, he got, I don't know if maybe he doesn't see the field if that doesn't happen, and he made a couple of very impactful plays in the second half of this game. He did. Uh, I thought he was one of the better players in the game on defense, on a defense that played really well. He had not only the interception that kind of turned the game back to the Bills a little bit, um, he had the pass breakup on fourth down, a huge pass breakup that kind of sealed the game as well. So he made a couple of big-time plays. He also tackled pretty well a couple times he needed to to be in those situations. I think Kyers played a lot better here since he's kind of been reinserted. Maybe he needed to watch the game a little bit differently. You know, he talked about that. He said not playing those couple of weeks and – you know, the one week he was inactive and then he didn't play another week. You know, he said, you know, he looked at things from a different lens a little bit and he just started going out. He said he was trying to be too perfect. He was trying to be too careful. He's trying to do things, again, be a little too perfect instead of just playing football. And he's been playing football a little more. I think that's kind of shown out here a little bit. And obviously they have a, a team coming up in Cincinnati that they're going to they're gonna need those guys. They're going to need them to play really, really well. And now you get Christian Benford too, maybe – now, this is the benefit of having guys like Benford who are coming back off IR that are available if Dane Jackson can't go. And even if you can, at least you have some options available to you. Sal, you've been talking about it. You noticed it. Miami, just the few yards, the yards per play, 231 total. Three fewer than the Bengals last night in their win over Amazing. Baltimore. They didn't exactly light it up. They didn't. And if you're if you watched that game last night, I think even even though you feel, as a Bills fan, really uneasy about the way the Bills played, I think maybe after watching that game, you start to feel a little bit better and say, okay, but you know, we th- that team's not playing very well. Now, granted, they played a very good Baltimore Ravens defense. It's two weeks in a row, though, they played against the Ravens, and that Ravens defense did a really good job on them. I don't know how much you can take from that five, the Week 18 game, but you know, Burrow played the whole game. He threw over 42 times. He threw 42 times for 215 yards. They didn't have much last night. And then, obviously, guys, the injuries are the story in Cincinnati this week, just like they were in Miami leading up to them coming to Buffalo this week. They are really down on the offensive line right now. Jonah Williams has what's been reported as a dislocated kneecap. He's their starting left tackle. Doesn't look like he's going to be available for the Bills. And I will tell you, Bengals fans will say he has not had a great year. Like, he's not a great LT. But still, significant drop-off to what they have behind him, especially considered considering Lyle Collins is already out on the right side, so you're already using reserves at tackle. And they just could not move the ball very well after he went out. And then Alex Kappa, a guard, we'll see what his situation is. But high ankle sprain, he's already missed one game. Usually that's a three, three four-week yep. injury. I'm staring at a, at a tweet from a couple of hours ago of the Bengals coach, Zach Taylor, announcing the injury, like you said, dislocated kneecap for Williams. He says Williams and Alex Kappa, the player you're just talking about, are both week to week. 
There you go. Out. It's, it's, cold, go. it's yeah, long. I, I can't imagine. That, that, that's right. That sounds like out. That's right. Yeah, right. I mean, it, it's not I don't, out I didn't get an update. Maybe you guys have something right there on Eli Apple. I know that hurt as well last night. I didn't catch anything on him, but that's something in their secondary. And this is a secondary that allowed some big plays last night, I, too, to Tyler Huntley and the Ravens. I think he went back in. Okay. Apple. I think he went, just from watching it, not sure. I think he went okay. back in. The Ravens outgained the Bengals by more than 50% in yards last night. Just that fluke, <laughs> fumble. And uh, couldn't get it done. And they will be interesting to watch over the course of the offseason. Maybe, maybe no team will be more interesting to watch in the offseason than uh, Baltimore. It's over for them. Miami, of course. The Chargers, who had a 20. I mean, just a picture in the dictionary. Chargers lost. 27 nothing <laughs> at Jacksonville. Wow. The Vikings found a good time to lose a one-score game, finally. And then, I guess, uh, Seattle. Wow, San Francisco much the better team in the second half, right. you know, yeah. after a pretty even first half. So great weekend, and it's not over. No, tonight, right? We got Cowboys, Buccaneers. Who you guys like? Dallas. I'm on Tampa. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, we can't. We can't agree on anything. Everybody says it. We can't agree on anything. <laughs> yeah, no, we're always fighting. Dallas by 50. Yeah, I'm on Tampa. I'm on Tampa to win and McCarthy to get fired. There was, there was a thing, an update on him. Might not matter, right? Because what are you going to say? Right. But there was a he's safe uh-huh, quote. Sure. Either yeah. way. I'm not buying. No, I wouldn't be either. Especially right. if Sean Payton's still hanging out there, right, with his ties mm-hmm. to that. You know, I'm sick of Sean Payton. Me too, Me too. but I agree, sick of him. I, yep. I, I re- I'm not trying to be jerky just to be on the radio. I, I, oh. I think they'll fire him and hire Sean Payton for like $15 million a year or something if they lose. But it sounds like he has tons of options, Sean Payton. I guess that should be right. Sure. He's got tons of options, I, and Dallas will pay the most because they're gross. And and it's Dallas. It's Denver. Jerry Jones. He he used to be there. Um, you know, he's ties to the organization. Um, and you know, he could go to the Rams probably. He could also go to Denver. And Jabrant made a great point, which is as much as it's appealing to think about coaching Justin Herbert in that offense, 
that's actually considered an ownership that's you know doesn't spend a ton where you'd be talking about the Denver Broncos the wealthiest by far ownership group in the league and they would do whatever it takes do you think so that's an interesting interesting option do you think Staley's out in LA I guess I I mean I don't know but I th- I, I thought he would be but it doesn't sound do you see Jim Trotter like, no. I mean, he, he's got no He's a longtime NFL reporter. I think he used to be yeah, on yeah. that beat. Yeah. And he had a long thread yesterday that's like, I'm just telling you what I think they're going to do. And it sounds like Staley, in his opinion, is safe. I think he should be, but um, it's a terrible loss. I said that. a bad, bad job. I was yeah. sticking up for him on Friday, and then they went and lost a game. They led 27 to nothing. Just He blew his timeouts, too. And challenges and Dolby stuff. Don't be challenged, yeah. Just like, how Mike, do you guys not know this stuff yet? Yes. I Listen, listen. I Everybody loves him because of the aggressiveness and going for it on fourth downs, all right? But there's so much more to coaching than that. I mean, the, the guy to me has not been a good coach in the NFL. He's just been aggressive and fun. That's what he's been. Not this year. I don't year. think he's a very good coach. This year he pulled Correct. All the, all I agree the, with that. None, none of my right. argument for them for him right. this year has anything to do with that, actually. Like No, I know. It's he was the opposite. He was negative E V in that area this year. I think like they weren't supposed to be better than Kansas City. So they they made the playoffs. They had tons of injuries again. I don't know if he's doing something wrong in that area, but all kinds of injuries always with the Chargers. So uh, I don't know. I, I felt like that was a pretty good season and not a coach that had to go. Their offense is super annoying, though, for the talent that they've got. The injuries are are, are a solid point. I agree that. with that, too. I wouldn't fire John Harbaugh over it. Right. You know? I, yeah. So, anyway, it's the offseason for some, not for us. That's good. Thank you, Sal. You got it. That's our man, Sal Capaccio, on the Western Hotline. His appearance is always brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it's the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? How about you? 803-0550 on the Bills' win over the – it was a win, right? It was a win. Just I got it shuffle, right here. Shuffle some papers. 34. <laughs> Check your notes. 34-31. Oh, why can't I do that on command there, like there I used go. to? Thank you. Back after sports, Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, WGR. One-week seasons, man. That's that's it. Got to take it one and zero, one game at a time. Thought we did some good things today. I did some bad things today. You know, some stuff to clean up, some some things to learn from. But we'll grow from it. So all, all that matters is surviving and advancing. It doesn't matter how we win; it's if we win. And uh, proud of our guys for playing the way they did. Josh Allen and the Bills threw the Dolphins onto Cincinnati, as the saying goes. Mm-hmm. Although they don't have to actually go there, which is good. Nothing against it. I'll take it. Yeah. I've got the referee for Sunday. I saw this already, but I, I oh. it, went, it went one. Does, if you read something, does it go in one ear and out the other? No, yes. uh, I, I, I did not. I, I did not retain the material. Uh, so I'm going to be. I'm going to fail the pop quiz. Who's the referee? In one eye and out the other. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Cheffers. Yeah, he is my favorite referee's name to say. Carl Cheffers. Sounds like it could be like a West Wing character or something, or one of these TV shows where they have to make up a name, right? And yep. Do you know anything about how they do that? By the way, I recently learned about this because, like, how, how they make up names for shows. Yeah, well, how they vet names because they don't want to get sued by somebody uh-huh. who has the same exact name, right. and like that's not you're saying no likeness is meant here, but I don't know. Like, this is actually. Mm-hmm. So the names are sometimes like spelled a little bit differently or so they have people who 
it's it's I, I heard this from the West Wing Weekly, how they have a person whose job it was to make sure this is not a name that like only one person has because then they're maybe vulnerable to that one person, right? But also not so common that they could be people could come at them from all over. So they want a woman who was in charge of this once for that show said, you want to find a name that has like between five and ten copies in the country. So a little bit different, but not completely unique necessarily. That's redundant. Completely unique. Now I'm talking about the West Wing. I'm very cognizant of my, the words I'm using. You don't need complete. It's just unique. Is they, they could one of a kind. They don't want to let them down. That's what it means. But Cheffers, right? That sounds like a name like that. Where? Yeah, sure. Cheffers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. I love who's, it. Who's the Who was the detective at the scene? Ah, uh, it was Cheffers. It was Detective Cheffers. That's right. right. Sergeant Cheffers. Yeah. Right. No, he's a good man. This year, he did the Bills game in Chicago that I did not watch because I had no power, and he did the opener. <laughs> so he did the season opener. That's a nice, yep. you know, nut. Right, you get, yeah, sure, you get that yeah. game, yeah. And he did the NFC Championship last year. Rams, 49ers. did the Bills win in Kansas City last year in the regular season? Did the Baltimore playoff game here and that Super Bowl? Tampa, Kansas right. City. He's had a lot of big. I like this guy. Gigs. You like? <laughs> I don't. I'll have to dig in a little bit to like what kind of penalties does he call? Right, how known for yeah, because that was. Do you remember that we we got. Before the divisional round last year, so you know a year ago at this time, we found out who the ref was, and like, oh, he had this game, and it was like a, a, a proclivity to call pass interference type calls, or, or or let those all go. And the Chiefs, remember the Chiefs were so physical with the Bills receivers. Uh, I don't that we we got into the weeds on the ref last, last year, year this week before the divisional game. Oh, yes, wow, who was it? I got to look. I don't. I don't remember, but there and I you, you can tell I'm already I'm already I'm saying both things. I don't remember which mm. side he was thought to favor, but I remember it being a subject on this show. John Hussey, because I even pointed out like, look at me, look at us. I'm over here talking about the the ref and his reputation for calling certain fouls. Um, that happened last year. That's that's. That's the deep end right there. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes. It was John Hussey. Not, yeah. I that I never found that data on my own. It was all just sort of presented. Um, and it might have even been from Chris Brown on the show that precedes ours, the one Bill's live okay. show. Okay. I think he had it and, and had, like, the games recently that he'd officiated and whether or not we should be nervous about it. I, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess that answer was yes. The <laughs> yeah. Bill's lost. Yes, it had to be He that. did flip yeah. the coin, didn't he? Was it, yeah. This is the guy that flipped the coin? Yeah. Do we have coin stats on Cheffers? Mm. I can only hope we do. I'm sure we do, actually. I'm sure we do. The coin, Yeah, right. Hey, we've got lines open if you want to change change the subject with us. Uh, but somebody should. 803-0550 is the number. Pardon the interruption is on. And their last topic was, how should the Bills feel? Well, happy, relieved. Okay, <laughs> right? Is that the same thing? Happily I mean, relieved. Relieved. Yes. yes. Holy cow, Bulldogs! Skylar Thompson, really? That almost happened. Thirty-four, thirty-one. You've got to be thankful they could not get a fourth and one off at midfield with three minutes left. I mean, 
Yeah, that play that was a mess. Like that that the Bills had that jammed too. And now I don't know with the whistles blowing and all that stuff, but like when that got blown dead, I was mad. Because it looked like they had it. Right? Sort of like the previous fourth down play, which isn't Yesterday was such a weird day. That game took forever. We had some issues internally that I won't get into. Um, so, like, I, I last night and even this morning was, like, looking through the play-by-play because I wanted in my head, I'm like, well, wait, there were two different There were two different fourth down things. One was a fourth and six, I think, that McDermott called timeout on, and they missed a long pass on, and then they punted. That happened, right? Does that sound familiar? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's not in the play-by-play. You know why? Because there's no play. Right. The, 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 the timeout was called. What's in the play-by-play is a timeout and then a Miami punt. And so I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, no, that had to be it. Because then the one at the end is it's, you know, fourth and one, and they actually get I, – I, all day I'm like, they're they're really going hard on the giving them the extra pause after the zeros on the play-by-play clock because it, it just seemed like they were getting away with it. And then they whistle one on a play. It looks like the Bills are going to stuff and they're going to get the ball back, and now it's fourth and six, and ah! But, you know, they made the play anyway. Eight, but. 8.30 left. 34-31, right? That's the final score. Mm-hmm. So we're already there. And Miami had fourth. They had third and ten. And called a timeout before the play. It's a pass to Waddle for five. Now they have fourth and five at their 38-yard line. And it says timeout number two by the Bills. Yeah. That's it. And then so Miami's offense is on the field, which I was not surprised to see. They had gone for a fourth and eight at midfield in the second quarter. Yeah. And that was a nice play by Wilson. Like, that play was kind of dead. But it's just a pass out to the flat, and Wilson broke a tackle and made but he it. He made Milano miss one of the few times you've yes. seen Milano miss. It was that was kind of stunning, actually. Right, fourth and eight, give up, dump off pass, and they made it. So here's fourth and five down a field goal. Eight minutes left, eight thirty, and they're on the field. The Bills call timeout on defense, and then Miami punts it. That's what you had. That's what you were yep. describing. That's what I was talking about. Yeah, that was in lucky. my in my head with all the different you know challenges, whatever uh, you know, just. I, I like. I had to make sure that that really happened because <laughs> again, I, I couldn't find the evidence in the play-by-play that I was looking at anyway. Maybe it's somewhere, but because it was a play that never really happened, but we saw it happen. They they tried a long pass and missed. It's so interesting and unusual the Bills and the Dolphins this year with how many more yards the Bills racked up in these games, but they were all so close. Yeah, like what what is the bottom line? The pressure the Dolphins get on it, seven sacks yesterday, two picks, these plays that are memorable from all three games, the, the fumble in the night game, the fumble yesterday, the way that first game ended, like the Bills are so taxed by Miami. But, you know, 30 points, 34 points, win, win. Like it's just, that's why, not why, that's how you know they're so good. This is the struggle I have with certain friends is like, now there's this increased focus on what they don't what they did wrong their mistakes but if you consider that pile if you will of mistakes and then see what it looks like you know what the the numbers are where you've got 34 points you've got 423 yards whatever it is that's how you know they're good like if if your mind is getting to you 
because of these plays from yesterday, I say just don't let it. Always, the, the numbers are the truth. The math is the truth. It's the only truth. And no matter what this team does that doesn't look right, Allen's fumbles or just whatever, man, objectively, the numbers, the mark, the betting markets can't quit this team. And they're four-and-a-half, five-point favorite for Cincinnati, who everybody loves. Hang in there. This is only, This is not to say they'll win for sure, because I don't know that. But <laughs> don't get down, because you just shouldn't. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, back after this on WGR. Buffalo Bills Football Monday, Mike Schoep and the Bulldog, welcome back. Here's Brian. Hi, Brian. Hello, how are you guys? Good, Brian, thanks for calling. Good. Just wanted to make a comment about, like, the game yesterday, everyone panicking. Um, like, I was talking to buddies before the game. Everyone's like, oh, the spread, it's 13, or whatever it is, they're going to destroy them. And the first thing I said was, it's a division game. It's like, it's Miami-Buffalo. Like, I know it's been a while since these guys have been in the playoffs and the rivalry, but you didn't expect Miami just to come in here and just get throttled. Like, I didn't expect it to be that close. But look at baltimore Cincy yesterday. People are thinking, oh, no. No Lamar, it's going to be another smoke show. It's, it's, no, man, it's playoffs. It's playoff football. Uh, I get why people are concerned, but I wasn't expecting a blowout yesterday, to be perfectly honest. I didn't expect it to be that close, but uh, I don't think people should overreact and worry about it. It is a division game. It will continue to be a division game, and I expect these guys to be battling the next two to three years. So that's just all I have to say. Good stuff. I agree. Appreciate that. I thought it was going to be a blowout. Yes, I did too. And I thought at <laughs> halftime, I, I still thought too. it was going to be a blowout. I, I thought it was completely fluky that Miami got back in the game like they did, and that Buffalo would come out and just like just put just put. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. them down. And, you know, they didn't. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm not freaking out about it because, like, what? I, I was wrong. They're terrible now. Like, that would be asinine, uh, in my opinion. Uh, but I, I did not expect a close game at all. Don't take this personally, please, because I don't mean it that way. This is why picks, well, they're not what, easy. 
You would say this. I know, right? Here we go. Like, I had Seattle in our picks. Mm-hmm. Was I wrong? Like, oh, maybe. Yeah, that, that's pretty close to being wrong. Like, that was a good game for a while. San Francisco had too much. I made that a bet against Brock Purdy. He, mm-hmm. was, he wasn't great, but everybody's wide open on San Francisco. Right. Maybe we'll have a conversation about them in two weeks. Every Just every play yeah. was nobody. Where is anybody on Seattle? Well, that's football. He was a little sketchy to start the game. He was. He, he settled in pretty nice. Yeah. I mean, how can you miss? So, check. I have the Chargers. Whoops. Man, did I blow that pick. Yep. <laughs> 27 nothing lead. Okay. I had the Bills. Nope. Me too. Yeah. I mean, you're saying right here how it could have been right. T- totally. They, they dominated the stats in this game. They just only barely co- – well, they didn't bar- – Miami didn't barely cover. They only barely won the Bills. Yep. Then you have – the Giants. I'm like, everybody's picking the Giants. I'll go with Minnesota. This is more just like me versus you. Yeah. But, you know, back and forth. Good job, Giants. Mm-hmm. We both had Baltimore. Oh, nailed it. Yep. Like, it's just, it's always so fragile. No matter who's playing, it's always so fragile. Well, not always. Sometimes it's 50 to nothing. But most of these games. It's usually, it's usually, yeah, not 50 to nothing. That's right. And like Brian's here saying, it's the playoffs. He's got it. Now we have tonight. Dallas is a small favorite tonight. I don't. I'm not confident that they win easily, but that's that's the side I'm on uh, for this game. Mm-hmm. Is Dallas? I think I am with you. I'm not sure. I think that's right. I'm definitely on Tampa. Um, that's where my head is. Yeah. All right. We'll have that game, right? We have Dallas and Tampa tonight. Very good. The Sabers is already. The Sabers game is already done for the day. They lost at home four to one to Florida, at Chicago tomorrow night. We've got more time for your calls, 803-0550, going over yesterday's wild card win and Cincinnati next. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here. Join us if you want. This is WGR. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.